Yo, Eagles Nation, stand up. Yo, how'd Barkley put it? <laughs> Looking like another grease pole night in Philly. Philly. <laughs> yo, yo, yo! Let's call this one episode 126 of the Grease Pole Podcast. Appreciate you taking part. As always, each and every Monday, new episodes are available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, simulcast on YouTube. Uh, Look up the Grease Pole Podcast. Hit subscribe. Rate review on the podcast platforms, if you'd be so kind. Thank you very much for being here. Um, Victory Monday. Not not very pretty. Not Certainly not sexy, is what you would call yesterday's win. But uh, we uh, we finally clinched, man. We did the damn thing. We 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 accomplished uh, we accomplished stuff. It took three weeks, but you still won it, yeah. We did. Um, it, man. So what sucks about it the most is the Giants weren't even playing everybody. The Giants were rolling out backups, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> and we had everybody out there, everybody that was healthy. Right. And uh wasn't exactly a glowing performance. Mm. Um, it looked like we might jump out to a big lead and then just kind of sputtered along. Our soccer player, Jake Elliott, the kicker, yeah. um, he put up five field goals for us. It felt like watching the Ravens <laughs> oh, man. without Lamar Jackson, dude. It was very bizarre. But So if it weren't for him, fuck, dude. It, it would San Francisco would probably be the one seed. But it was it was odd, dude. Like, Jalen, you could tell Jalen wasn't entirely at 100% yet. You could also tell he was doing everything he could to avoid taking hits. When he mm-hmm. did run, he was going out of bounds. He was leaving yardage on the field. He was going down two and three yards before dudes would make contact with him, which is what you want. Yeah. You don't want. Especially coming off injury. Exactly. Exactly, dude. It's like, all right, you, you need to secure this by so you can get completely right. And at the same time, though, I get why they played him because you don't want your starting quarterback sitting for a month. Yeah. And then coming in in a do or die situation. So like he I get him playing. He kind of had to play, but he didn't look great. But at the same time, it wasn't all him either. And if anything, he has a fucking excuse. Yeah. He's not 100 percent yet. You know what I mean? So rough win, man. It when you didn't want to see the starters playing the entire game, Mm -hmm. you wanted to see dudes get pulled. And when you kind of realize like these motherfuckers are going to have to go the distance to lock this thing down. That's when it's kind of like, man, fuck, dude. Seriously? Really with this? So let me ask you, did did the squad just run out of gas, you think? I It's weird, I dude. Know that, I know there's injury, you know, is yeah. a big part of it. Yeah, it is. But it the only two guys we were missing is Josh Sweat, uh, Pro Bowl edge rusher, who 
Injured his neck last week. He should be good when we come back in the divisional round. And then Lane Johnson, who got injured in the Dallas game with an abdominal strain, hadn't allowed a sack in over two years, all pro at right tackle. And that's where when Hertz was taking sacks, that's where they were coming from Mm -hmm. was his spot because Jack Driscoll, bless his fucking heart, (laughs) is not Lane Johnson. So, But those are big injuries, man. And it's like we were still putting heat on the quarterback, Davis Webb, for the Giants, that's that dude's name. He uh, completed his first NFL pass and threw his first NFL touchdown yesterday wow. or scored his first NFL touchdown yesterday. It was a run. So, uh, yeah, good for him. Sure. But uh, so it, it I don't know if it was that they ran out of gas or it just there's this weird thing that because they you jumped out to such a big fucking lead at 13 and one that mi- I don't want to say they've mentally checked out because I'm not going to question their mental, but it if they kind of look past everybody to just let's just get to the playoffs. And I I can appreciate that, but it's also like you can't do that until shit gets locked up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If you had locked things up a week or two ago, none of you motherfuckers would probably be playing today. Yeah. Or you would be playing, but for a limited amount. And mm-hmm. then you could sit your ass on the sideline and laugh and giggle like fucking. A series or two to keep the rust off. Yeah, exactly. And you can sit on the sidelines and laugh like schoolgirls with shiny new vibrators. But <laughs> it, it wasn't what you'd hoped for. You, you'd left wanting to see more, even despite the win. Like, it was a win, but it was kind of like, man, you know, it's. You look at it and you go, are we cooling off at the worst possible time of the year? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah, there's injuries and stuff. We got Chauncey Gardner-Johnson back yesterday, all pro safety, who led the league in interceptions when he went down against Green Bay November 27th, I think that game was. So, And he had seven tackles yesterday. Like, he looked good. And so it's we're starting to get dudes back. And, you know, A.J. Brown set the record yesterday for franchise uh single season receiving yards. Devontae Smith set the record for most catches in a single season. And, you know, we set single season sack record with 71, came within one sack of the 84 Bears of the all-time record. I wanted that thing so fucking bad, dude. And there were a couple times where we almost had him, and I'm like, fucking Davis Webb. <laughs> you can't not him? Really? <laughs> Fuck, dude. But in, in, you know, 14 wins, which is the most in the regular season in team history, it took the extra game to get it. Mm-hmm. But it's in the record books, it still looks the same. So, you know, I don't even remember the Super Bowl year, kind of the franchise record book really being rewritten to this extent. So it's kind of cool, you yeah. know, but it's it's also like you can have those records. I would have rather had more of a statement because it honestly feels it's weird, dude, because it's like I've never really been one to give a shit what the media, national media says, and I still don't, but it's like for for a one seed for a team that's fourteen and three has the best record in the NFL, you're like it's almost like an afterthought mm-hmm. now. You know, lost too late. Yeah, and so it's in San Francisco comes out yesterday and fucking houses Arizona, you know, and Minnesota was impressive and Dallas is always gonna be a glossy, shiny object because they're the Cowboys mm-hmm. and they move the needle, but it this team is the they play their best when they're the underdog. So in a weird, perverse way, it's actually shaping up perfectly hmm. because it, nobody's counting you out at 14 and three. But when you kind of lose the momentum, like San Francisco, I think's won 10 straight now. 
They're white fucking hot, and they're down to their third-string quarterback. <laughs> yeah, Brock Purdy from Iowa State, who I liked a lot in college, but he was Mr. Relevant this year. He was the last pick in the draft. Like, wow. You don't, yeah, dude. <laughs> you don't expect that dude to come in after you lose your third overall pick in the previous year, a guy that took you to the Super Bowl a couple years ago, and then this dude comes in and just keeps the train rolling, dude. Not quite the Brady story, but it's eerily similar yeah dude it's weird it's like san francisco always finds themselves in these weird quarterback situations where tim Rattay is starting <laughs> steve bono you know elvis germack oh my god dude shout out to elvis like but they it's it's kind of like the kaepernick thing alex smith goes down and you're like fuck what are we gonna do then kaepernick comes in you know and i know people hate him but you can say what you want. That year, he set the fucking league on fire. And, you know, he comes in, takes them to the Super Bowl, and they almost won the motherfucker. It's like the Niners always find themselves in these situations where they lose dudes, and then just the next guy comes in. And, mm-hmm. you know, somehow they went from having, you know, whatever, and now they have three quarterbacks. And the guy that arguably is the least impressive is the guy they traded up to take third overall in the draft last year. But it's like, if you're the Niners, you don't invest that draft capital. In the, they're going to give Trey Lance every opportunity they can to succeed because they've got the most invested in him. Mm-hmm. So it's weird because we had that with Carson and Jalen Hurts, and now it's like unequivocally Hurts is the fucking guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then there's also the weird PTSD of this is right around the time where Howie would probably draft a dude in the third mm-hmm. round. You know, just, just in case, case. Jalen hurt his shoulder, so let's straight. You know, let's draft. I don't know, Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee, and you're like, what the fuck? But or do something to try to get Minshew ready to play if dude, that happens again. I don't right, know. right. Well, it's weird because like he against Dallas, he looked. I mean, he was fine. I mean, he threw two picks, but they weren't all on him. Quez Watkins is a broomstick, and he couldn't wrestle away from one of the Dallas players. I can't remember who. That's how one of those happened, but. I mean, New Orleans, they look like shit, but the whole team did. The whole team just looked, like, disinterested, like they didn't want to be there. Mm. And it's like... By the way, if we needed more reasons to hate the Saints, remember how I told you a couple weeks back I had to pick the Cowboys? I think it was against the Titans? No, it was the Texans. They had to come all the way back. Yes. I was like, ugh. Yes. But, but I picked them in, in my uh, survival league. Yep. So... I was down to very few teams that I could pick. Texans, one of them, which in hindsight, I, get, I guess I probably should have, but <laughs> did not have much confidence. Yeah. I was like, oh, the Saints just beat the Birds. They should be able to beat the Bears. I think that's who they are playing. I think so. I they think. should be able to beat them, right? And I'm looking at it, and I'm at 7 nothing at halftime. I'm like, oh, okay. Now they played like Carolina or somebody like that, I think. Oh, maybe. But, yeah. They lost 10-7. <laughs> Uh, I went would, from winning $90 at the end, beginning of the day to out because the Saints couldn't get it done. Thanks, New Orleans. Assholes. Thanks. I mean, I'm glad that you lost because we got, we got your first round pick. I'm bummed that we didn't beat you last week because that would have buried you more. But I hate you for costing our guy money. <laughs> the Saints are just, they're always in the way, dude. Always. I hate them so much. I was... I was semi excited when they first, well, like when Breeze first went there and they were good. I was like, yes. you know, they've they're you always love when the lovable loser becomes like relevant for sure, for sure. But then they won the one Super Bowl and their shit don't stink. I dude, I was I was there, I was okay with them until Bounty Gate happened. Yeah, because I was like, it's so obvious something's up here, mm-hmm. you know. And I was a Favre guy, so it's like, no man, no fuck you, <laughs> New Orleans. Yeah. 
just because you had a, a natural disaster doesn't doesn't give you a right. Thirteen you know? and three that year. Yeah, dude. That should it should have happened. Minnesota's Minnesota's had some good squads to not make it. Fifteen and one with Randall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Randall's MVP year way after Fucking he hell. left. I know, dude. Gary Anderson. Damn Anderson <laughs> misses one field goal all year, and it, yeah, and it just it was, happens to be against Atlanta yeah, in the NFC Championship. It was the one that he needed the most, the only one he needed to hit all year. Yeah, fuck they, you. They ran away against everybody yes, that year. Yeah, and then he trots out there, fucking. He's 40. like, I'm automatic. Yeah, with my one bar face mask. God damn it. Still in 1998, you fucking old oh. sack of shit. And then they got fucked up by the Giants like two years later in the NFC yep. Championship. Oh God, yeah, I was like, Dante, Dante Culpepper. Yeah, what a what a weird run that was. <laughs> Speaking of lovable losers, dude, our guy uh, Dougie P's got the Jags in the playoffs in his first year in Jacksonville, dude. He this motherfucker took the worst team in the league and took them to the playoffs in his first year as head coach. Now. A lot of that is because they won a terrible division in the AFC South. Like that division is the Jags, Titans, Colts, and Texans. Yeah, two of Titans those are not very good. Yeah, the Colts ti- are kind of a mess. Right, the Colts and the fucking Texans are a disaster, and the Titans are your biggest competition. And they wasn't their quarterback down for a while, which by the way yeah. was uh, shit. He's been around for fucking ever. Ryan Tannehill. That's right. Yep. Yep. Old, old dolphin. Yeah, dude. Yeah, still hanging around. And now they got the kid from Liberty. That was the rookie, Malik yeah. Willis. That yeah. was the game I watched, and I was like, man, this kid looks good. Yeah, dude. He's, the team was scrappy. He's got some traits, man. He's got some traits. And I didn't watch any of that game, but I was excited to know that Jacksonville won. They're going to be good, dude. They're going to be good. And I'm sitting there. Especially they have good gear. I know, and there's so fucking outline the number. God that's it. it, that's it, dude. Because there's so much potential with that color scheme. Yeah, you know the logo's fucking sick. The helmet looks great. Yep. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, we talked about it a couple years ago. Peterson had to go when he did, but mm-hmm. I'm like, are we going to regret this in a couple years, man? Like. I mean, we'll see how it all plays out, but we know how this movie ends for our guy. Mm -hmm. Inevitably, he gets the big red X. Yeah, no matter what happens this year, he's getting run out in like two to three years. Yeah, unless we go on a hell of a run. Like, it's, it's, I mean, we ran Peterson out of town not long after the Super Bowl. Then again, that was extenuating a lot. It was Carson, you know, that piece of shit. It was absolutely time for Andy Reid to go, but at the same time, Andy Reid got you guys the five straight NFC championships. Andy and Reid was the man, dude. Yeah. yeah. He had himself a tenure. For sure. And that's, it's, you know, you go from Andy to Doug to Sirianni. And that's what's funny is, like, Jeff Laurie, our owner, the three head coaching hires he's made, Andy Reid, Doug Peterson, Nick Sirianni, nobody was looking at these dudes when he hired them. And so it, if there's an owner that has a right to get chesty about you know, head coaching hires. It's it's Jeff Laurie that and uh, fucking what's his name for Pittsburgh because they've only had like three coaches ever. Yeah. I can't stand Mike Tomlin though. He's a fucking cheerleader and a gimmick. But and a local, yes, local guy, Denby. local guy. Denby he Patriots. referenced he referenced the shipyard oh. about a week ago. He ah. said I could be wearing steel toes and Newport News in the shipyard, mm. and everybody was like, "Oh my god, yeah. he, he mentioned it, freedom, yeah, diplomacy." <laughs> And it's just like this guy, everybody go fuck yourself. But <laughs> it was 
sorry to ask. Uh, no, you're I, good. I don't remember. Uh, was Reed on the Holmgren tree, or was there somebody even yes, above them? Yes, Reed was the was a Holmgren guy. He was uh, the quarterback coach um, under Mike Holmgren That's when right. we hired him. Um, Peterson was the offensive coordinator under Andy Reed in Kansas City, and then Sirianni was the offensive coordinator under Frank Reich. And so they've all had it all started with Andy, and then they've all had connections to previous Philly coaches. Ah. So, which is kind of cool, I guess. And I mean, look, it's all worked out. I was just looking at the Peterson thing, and I'm like, if you're the Jaguars, you have to be so happy to have this dude. Yeah. Because you went from Doug Marone, who was like a mental case, to Urban Meyer, who was a mental case in a whole other. Yeah. Run that dude under the bus. Yeah. I hope that experiment's over. Oh, he's done, dude. There's the no NFL way, right? won't. The NFL won't touch him again. Some desperate college team might pay him, but he's done in the NFL, dude. And he should have never. It 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 took a team like the Jaguars doing it because they wanted to try to be sexy, mm-hmm. and it it that dude is toxic as fuck. Mm-hmm. He is toxic as fuck, and this isn't just a Penn State fan of me speak. I didn't like that dude back when he was at fucking Florida. Yeah, fuck Urban Meyer, straight up, Shit. and. I, didn't he go from Utah to Florida? Yeah, he Didn't went he from fuck Utah over or yep, something. Bowling Green, Utah, Florida yeah. to Ohio State, and yeah, then he just and at each stop, he's always been like once 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 they stop being at the top, then he suddenly has health issues and it's not fun anymore, and he needs to step away to be with his family, mm-hmm. and then somebody else throws a shit ton of money at him, and he's like. All right, I guess I'll come back, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll revive your program. It's all horseshit, dude. He's a fucking asshole and a piece of shit. But I mean, that's well documented. I it, it I love Sirianni, I do, and it ultimately it worked out the way it should have for both teams. But I was thinking about it, and I'm just like, man, because they're both player coaches, and it's if the circumstances weren't what they were with Carson, and that situation against the Redskins or the football team at the time where he sat uh, Carson and put Jalen Hurts in on national TV and basically tanked the game away, then it, it shit might be entirely different now, dude. Because, yeah. like, they didn't – we sat on firing Peterson for, like, a week, if you remember. Like, yep. every the whole cycle started going through, and about a week after, like, the heat, the heat, the heat, and it was just like, all right, we're going to let you go. And it was the right move, dude. I mean, it was the right move. I hate to say it, but it, he lost shit quick, and it was because of Carson. But – there's no Carson in the locker room now, so Sirianni should hopefully be around a little longer than Peterson was. Hopefully. Knock on wood. I was going to say, if he gets the big one this year, but that really doesn't solidify shit. No. <laughs> not in Philly. No. It's like, okay, we're going to be back in a couple years, yeah? And if not... <laughs> Bye. Yeah. If not, you're going to fucking go bag groceries at Acme, I guess, motherfucker. I, I guess... Does the rest of the fan base feel the same way that you do about Dougie P? Like, he... He's it's, not necessarily beloved, but, like, a lot of times when somebody gets run out, like, he's a pariah. And yeah, well, it, now that the smoke is settled and the dust is cleared, like, he's – like, the Eagles' Twitter account yesterday basically set out props to, mm. you know. So, it's – now that now that the animus has died down and, I mean, we're good, mm-hmm. you know, which helped, it, it seems like he's – nobody hates him anymore. Which is is good because he too took a lot of heat as Sirianni's going to. If look, I, 
based off the way this season's gone, we have to at least make it there mm. for him to not take a beating. Because it, if all four of the three previous times we've clinched the number one seed in the NFC, we've at least made it to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 15, Super Bowl 39, and then Super Bowl 52 we won. Mm. So we got it again. It's like, and I hate to say it, the, the way the team was all year, like, you got two weeks, dude. Yeah. You got two weeks, and it doesn't matter who you play. You got to – I have this weird feeling the Super Bowl is going to end up being Eagles-Bengals. And it, actually, Frank and I were texting about that the other day, host of the unofficial Bengals podcast, our guy. And it he was like, man, we've been talking about it for a couple of years, dude. Like, maybe. And I'm like, I just got a weird feeling, dude, because they're fucking hot right now. Yeah. They are fucking hot. The and kind of cooled, cooled off, haven't they? Yeah, they and dropped 35 on New England yesterday. The oh. bill, they well, they came out, they came out like a house on fire because of the Demar Hamlin incident. You know, they returned the opening kickoff, and it was a whole thing. Like he was cool as shit. Um, and I've always liked Buffalo because I grew up a Jim Kelly mark. Mm-hmm. You know, and I for the longest time liked the Chiefs. But I'm fucking sick of them now, dude. I cannot fucking stand douchebag Patrick Mahomes and his shitty, toxic social media whore family. I fucking hate the Chiefs. And it sucks because Jason Kelsey's brother plays for them. And I love Travis Kelsey. And I love Andy Reid. And I've always liked the Chiefs. Like, I thought Arrowhead Stadium, how cool. Mm -hmm. And the logo, the gear, I thought, I was like, fuck yeah. So when he left up, when we fired him and he went there, I was like, at least Big Red's going to a team I fuck with. And I'm fucking sick of them now. But. That's the three teams out of the AFC is Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati. And Miami's quarterback had his third concussion a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so it's like, is this dude ever even going to play again? Should he ever even play again? Right. Baltimore, I was high on, but Lamar Jackson's still a question mark. And then you have fucking the Jaguars and the Chargers who play each other in the wild card round i'm fucking geek for that game like i love dougie p i love the jags and i love justin herbert and the Chargers. but it's not gonna be either of them it's not gonna be the dolphins it's not gonna be baltimore without lamar and it's not gonna be baltimore with lamar who's been sitting on his ass for a month it's mm-hmm. gonna be one of those three teams just like out of the nfc it's probably gonna be either us san francisco <sighs> and i go back and forth on dallas and minnesota so anybody da- but dallas that's please. it dude that's <laughs> it i they play they play Tampa on Monday night next week, and it's – I mean, we all know how Brady is in the playoffs. Uh-huh. So it's – its I hate rooting for that fucker. I do, but goddamn, man. one of the times. You better pull the magic out at least yeah, one more time, just dude. Once, just once. Bounce them for the love of God. I hope your kale shakes work, you <laughs> fucking dickbag. I saw somebody online running down Eagles fans because I guess dude got in his feelings because – He's a Cowboys fan, and he said something about, oh, uh, he he got a response on what something about, oh, uh, you know, haven't won since '95, and his response was, yeah, those wins don't, you know, disappear, and he's right, they don't. He's not wrong, but you can't run your mouth on those anymore. They still no. exist. Yes, absolutely. Sure, but the statute of limitations is up to where in which you can brag about them, right? The team has been cheeks for a lot of the season since. Yeah. Most of the season since. I feel like a dickbag when I still mention the Super Bowl that happened, you know, five years ago. Yeah. I mean, I got the fucking tattoo, but, I mean, whatever. I'm not going around shoving that in people's face. Yeah. It, it, 
I'm I'm over the high that that Super Bowl got me. Now I'm worried about okay, I want number two, mm-hmm. and it it I don't know, man. When you're Dallas, it's Jason Kelsey said it perfectly. Our center, my favorite fucking player on the team. You, the difference between Eagles and Cowboys fans, and this is inarguable. The reason why the rivalry is what it is is. Not necessarily anymore, because as any team, once you win a Super Bowl, fans start popping up. Mm -hmm. But generally speaking, if you're an Eagles fan, you're either from there, live there, or someone in your family is from there and you grew up around it. You know, my son's not from Philly. He's the first O'Neal that wasn't born there, but he grew up around me. So, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. The Cowboys fan base is very, very Laker, very Yankee. Mm-hmm. It's it's shiny franchise that is far reaching, and it's a brand, and that brand does reach, and that's what catches a lot of people when you're getting into football. It's easy when the Cowboys are on TV every week, yep. and they're good. It's easy to latch onto that, but like you got to understand if you're a Cowboys fan, like. You could justify it however you want, but there's not all these motherfuckers in the world that are from Texas or have family that are from Texas. Right. You're full of shit. Like, yeah. your fucking fandom is rooted in... You could pick your team based off of whatever you want, mm-hmm. but you don't have the, the... You don't get to stake the claim that other people do. Right. You just don't. It's your fan... But your fandom is rooted in some level of horse shit. If you didn't see them beat you know. the Bills that first time. Right. 52 to that. 17. Yeah. Exactly. You can't and see them run them down the second time. Yeah. And you don't then get to be indignant as fuck because people fucking hate you. Mm-hmm. Like, people hate you because you're assholes. Mm-hmm. And you haven't done shit in 30 fucking years. And then you get mad when people say, you haven't done anything in almost three decades. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> then you get mad. It's like, dude. You do this to yourself, yeah. but then you get upset when an Eagles fan or a, a fan of another team says some shit. Well, mm-hmm. we've got five rings. Yeah, but when? What yeah. have you done lately? You won a couple playoff games. Cool. Like yeah, you've Quincy won Carter as your starter for like forever. Chad Hutchinson. Oof. You know what I mean? Like it. Chad fuck Hank. out of here. Yeah, dude. Like the only. You had a chance with Parcells and Romo, but your owner ran Parcells out of there because Parcells didn't stroke his ego. Mm-hmm. That was your shot. So it's it's very much as long as Jerry Jones is alive, his ego is going to get in the way of any success. Yeah. And it that's what you got when you signed on for a plastic guy that, you know, runs a fucking company, runs a runs a football team, you know, in in Texas and wears white cuz they're the good guys. It's horse shit. It's all bullshit. And they can fuck themselves. And that's just, that's the way it is. You don't get to complain that people say that. Don't act like an obnoxious piece of shit when year in and year out, like, you've won, like, four playoff games since then. And, Mm -hmm. yes, the first playoff game they won in 20 years was against us. Whatever. Okay, cool. We've also got a ring since then, all right? Suck it. (laughs) Bottom line. So did you, you said something about running down matchups, or did you want to listen to the voicemail? Let's uh let me let me do the matchups real quick. We'll save the voicemail for last because right. I'm flying blind into this. So I wanted to take a look at um it, obviously the birds are off this week, so I wanted to look at the possible matchups and kind of power rank. 
I don't want to say level of concern, but strength of the opponent and who I think the best matchup will be and so on and so forth. Um, from who I would most like to see to who I'd least like to see. And, you know, I think I worded that right. Fuck, who knows? <laughs> Just take the ride with me. It'll make sense. Um, we'll start at number six because you always got to end with number one. Uh, number seven seed Seattle. And it's funny because Seattle plays San Francisco this week and San Francisco's beat them twice. It's fucking hard to beat a team three times, dude. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to beat a team three times. And because we're the one seed, Seattle's the seven, which feels obnoxious to say. But if they win, we automatically play them. So, but at the end of the day, it's a team that still has Geno Smith, at quarterback. You know, Kenneth Walker's had a good rookie year, but the O-lines, nah. It's, it's, they shouldn't even be an authentic playoff team. I'm still not in on the seventh seed. I get technically they're a playoff team. But when you start letting in, you know, when you get to the end of the year and Pittsburgh and Kenny Pickett still have a chance to make it in, I'm not taking this shit seriously. <laughs> Seattle's at number six as the seventh seed. Um, the number six seed Giants at number five. And division games are always tough, you know. It, just like we said with San Francisco and Seattle, it's hard to beat a team three times. You know, the Birds beat the shit out of the Giants in Jersey a couple weeks ago, but it struggled yesterday, right? It wasn't sexy at all, but you're you're chasing Davis fucking Webb around out there. But I do think Jalen Hurts at 100% makes yesterday's game look entirely fucking different. Ultimately, I think talent disparity on paper uh, plays out on the field if it were to be the Giants, and I think the Birds... Uh, would run away with it. And the thing you have to keep in mind, too, is the playoffs. The NFC comes through the link, which is one of the few true actual home field advantages left. There's us. There's Arrowhead, you know, uh, fucking Buffalo. It used to be Rich Stadium. I can't remember what it's called now, Ralph Wilson Stadium. Um, but, yeah, Tampa at uh at number number four yep the four seed and you've got to kind of in as long as they're alive you've got to give them some level of respect because of fucking brady they want a shitty nfc south they're under 500 they struggle to run the ball uh so basically all you have to do at this point is just you pressure brady you pressure brady you pressure brady if you pressure him you can rush him into making mistakes you can't touch him the refs won't let you touch him (laughs) but if you if you put heat in his face he's going to make bad decisions and i think at this point it's not the roles are reversed compared to what it was last year when they completely housed us 31 to 16 or whatever it was in the wild card round. I think if we were to see them in the divisional round for whatever reason, I think it would be, again, all due respect to 12, I think it would be a comfortable win for the Birds. But you have to respect the GOAT. You have to, even though we got our receipt in Super Bowl 52, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, number three, the three seed Vikings. And they're a bipolar experience because you got Kirk Cousins, and it's there's games where he looks like he's worth every dollar that they're paying him. And there's games where you go, what the fuck are they doing paying him this amount of money? They're loaded with weapons. you got Dalvin Cook. You've got Justin Jefferson, who's the best receiver in football. Adam Thielen is getting up there in age, but he's still solid. That offensive line is improving, but you have an inconsistent defense. Um, you know, this is a team that we played back in week two for the home opener. And you can't necessarily go off of that because that was at the embryonic phase of the season. But... Minnesota, you know, you can't – Case Keenum started uh, a few years ago, the Super Bowl year, so it's a different team. Justin Jefferson now, it's a different roster, different head coach, so it's a different style of team. 
you can't just go because we beat the shit out of them 38 to 7 in the NFC Championship game before. That's the way it's going to go now. I I go back and forth with Minnesota in terms of viability. I respect them, but in ter- you want to see Kirk Cousins put together a couple consistent games first yet where he's airing it out and he just he can't do that. You can't count on that dude for the money he makes. So I'm putting them at number three, reluctantly the five-seed Cowboys at number two. And it's weird because part of me really wants to see these motherfuckers, dude. Part of me really does. And I could, I started thinking about it like the path to Eagles-Cowboys-NFC Championship. I'm like, if, if the Niners lose to Seattle, mm-hmm. that bounces the two-seed. We always play the lowest remaining seed. So if Seattle bounces San Francisco – as long as Dallas stays alive, we don't see them until the NFC Championship, which would be some shit. I mean, yeah. dude, the link would be fucking nuts for and that be shit. The rubber match. Yes, dude. And that's, you know, hopefully both teams would be at full strength this time. You know, it depends on a lot of it. Which version of Darius Slay shows up? Fucking CeeDee Lamb torched his ass, torched this defense on Christmas Eve and went fucking nuts. You know, advantage goes to the Bird's defensive line in the trenches, especially on pass plays. You got to account for Micah Parsons, though, when we're on offense. That dude's a fucking nightmare and a problem, especially if Lane Johnson's not ready yet. That's the one the first game when Micah Parsons started. You know, when Lane Johnson went down, it was Jack Driscoll that stepped in on the right side of the line. That's when the Cowboys caught up and made that game competitive at the link earlier in the year. So... This game is where home field at the link would be absolutely fucking crucial for this matchup because that shit would be insane. And then number one, the two seed San Francisco 49ers. And Brock Purdy's legit. I liked him a lot at Iowa State. Mr. Irrelevant this year. And, you know, you got to credit Kyle Shanahan because that guy utilizes every inch of the field and he utilizes every single talent of every dude on that roster. And... They constantly, as we said, they constantly find themselves in these situations, a quarterback where dudes go down and just the next dude steps in and becomes a fucking stud. It happened with Alex Smith and Kaepernick. It's now happened with fucking Trey Lance to Jimmy Garoppolo. Your third overall pick goes down and leads way to the guy that took you to the Super Bowl two years ago that now leads the way to Mr. Irrelevant, who's won you however many games in a row since he took over. You know, it's it's two good O lines and but I think the defensive line and linebackers for the birds could do a decent enough job of containing Christian McCaffrey. And if you can pressure Brock Purdy, he's not super mobile. You know, there's that you've got to account for Nick Bosa, who's a fucking problem. So, again, if that O line is not completely healthy, that game could be a dogfight. And it's it in some ways it does feel like it's collision course us in San Francisco. But it's it's playoff football, dude. There's always one massive upset wild card weekend, and it's just kind of like which one's it going to be. Mm-hmm. And it's looking at these matchups, dude. It's it's it, you don't take anybody for granted this time of year. Like even like I'm going to joke Seattle, you know, Geno Smith, the quarterback. But it's still like, man. I mean, we, we got there. Yeah, we got our issues too, man. Yeah. We got our issues too. So I don't know. I just San Francisco's been the one for about three, four weeks now. I've had earmarked like if. Not that I'm afraid of any of them, if I'm the birds, but I think if you had to, I guess the best way to word with this ranking is is teams you would most want to see to the least. San Francisco's the team I'd probably least like to see. Mm-hmm. So there's that. 
We get the week off to kind of see how everything is. Hopefully, Josh Sweat and Lane Johnson get back healthy and fly Eagles fly in the divisional round. So there's that. Um, you told me there is a voicemail, though, and I'm very intrigued mm-hmm. because I am flying completely fucking blind into this, so I don't know what to expect. All right. You'll know who it is almost immediately. Okay. Well, well, well. <laughs> the champ is here, by the way. Not live and on location, just on location, taped, pre-recorded via satellite, because the champ, the champ's, the champ's resting. And by resting, I mean I'm training hard, I'm eating steak and vegetables yes. and potatoes. Oh, not veggies. And iron and lifting, because I will not be bested again. Justin, buddy. Hey, congratulations, man. You beat me. You bested me. <laughs> not only did all of your boys perform this week, not only did you beat me in the points, not only did you see my strategy of picking a goalie Tried at the last minute me. to try to yeah. tie you in the wins, but you outright beat me. Congratulations, buddy. Something that Corey has never done and- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys, love you. But uh congratulations man. I'm I'm uh it was it was a great week. Uh the it, it was great. It was down to the wire. Literally down to the wire. I've I've not uh had to have that in some time. So uh congratulations for humbling the champ uh because we all need to be humbled sometimes. And I will applaud you for seeing that I I picked a goalie last minute and I wanted to wait longer. But I just couldn't. There was a couple other games in our league going on that could have used a goalie. And I was like, man, I, I got to pick him up right now or I'm just going to be screwed. So I always go and I'm, I'm, letting, I'm letting you behind the curtain here a little bit, everybody. I always go for I would have rather tried and lost than not done anything at all because I'm not a do nothing bitch. So I'm a, I'm a doer and that's what I did. And Justin, you saw my strategy and, uh, and well, I mean, go figure the flyers weren't going to beat anybody. (laughs) (laughs) So I mean, hell, what are we going to do anyway? Uh, I've been going on for a long time here now. Congratulations, Justin, for beating me. I'm a man of my word. I said this year that if anybody beats me, I would, I would, uh, uh, congratulate them live on the air. So here we go. I'm not live, but. Same, same. So, uh, anyway, uh, great job, buddy. Congratulations. Uh, Broad Street Cheeks, you, hey, keep on, keep on trying. Uh, <laughs> v, love you so much. Uh, <laughs> go Bowie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was, it was down to the wire. Like, he was, he was putting the boots to me early yeah. in the week. And then the boys just showed up and putting, putting assists and power play points fuck yeah dude and i caught up and it was like five for him going into saturday and then one of my goalies finally got a win and his goalies were shit in the bed all week i was like oh shit i'm up five four going into sunday <laughs> yeah i sat on all my goalies so i was like fuck it nobody's playing right he picks up a goalie i was like nope <laughs> let me try to get that dub yep yep uh I wish the boys would have showed up goals because like, he he doubled me in hits. 
like 93 hits this week. Yeah, it's tough. But hits are a weird one, dude. Yeah. I was trying to chase him down on I was my my strategy was to try to chase him down on shots because mm. we were close. Right. And that's what he's talking about. It went down to the wire between the goalie matchups and shots. Like it was going to be one or the other. Right. Like he was either going to tie me with a goalie win or I was going to catch him on shots. And the boys plenty of assists. Right. No shots. Apples for days. But okay. <laughs> this does wonders, though, for the squad. You know why? Because every time and we sit here off air and on air, whenever any of us is playing Joe and just go, oh, fuck. Yep. <laughs> so this is good for the psyche, though, man. Yeah, if yeah. you if you face him in the playoffs or in the chip, you yeah. know you can beat him. Yeah. You know, as long as the boys show up. Is right. The thing. Right. Um, but I got Thomas this week and I beat him earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. It's like I I'm just trying to walk him down, man. I know, I feel you, dude. I <laughs> I'm feel just trying you. to walk Thomas down. Yeah. And I've got Taylor this week and she's the five. I'm the six currently. So we're both playoff teams. But I'm still a few games under five hundred. I'm the Tampa Bay Bucks <laughs> of 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 the Tug Nut Cup. And it's bizarre because picked up another win in her league. <laughs> I'm ten and three in her league. It's a points league. Ten and three, dude. Two game lead on first. I've been, I've had first on lock in her league all year long, dude. Mm. And talk not cup. I'm just like <laughs> sputtering along. Yeah. yeah, dude. Well, it is what it is. I mean, it's a competitive league this year too. It like, is, man. Everybody's playing. Yes, you know, but one team. Yeah. So like you and again, like the thing with categories is even, even the teams that don't play like are tough outs. Yeah, because you're still getting shit, and it's when you only have one team, and I think he's got some shit going on, Yeah, you know, which is understandable, but when you've got, when everybody else is locked in, it's every point you got to fight for. Like, I've had two winning weeks in a row, and I don't think I've had that all year. <laughs> you know, when I woke up, because I played Sean this week, when I woke up this morning, it was like, okay, didn't shit the bed, didn't give it away. I was like, all right, cool. I also want to point this out. Um, I got the dub. But technically, it doesn't mean Jack. Other than if it comes down to it in the playoffs, hope, hopefully we can scrap. Right. I don't know if he's trying to lull me into some sense of... False sense of security. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> really, wins are technically meaningless as in, in the league that we're in. Right. Because right. it's points-based. Yes. So, I mean, five to four, if this is playoffs, he's out. Yep. And, you know, this conversation is over. Yep. But in the regular season, it doesn't really matter. No. I, I gained some points. He gained some points. Right. But you gained more than him. I gained more than so him. So you close the gap. Yeah. I ain't chasing. I don't think I'm going to. I don't think there's enough time left in the season to chase Joe down. No, I don't. But it's I, I might be able to chase Thomas down. Well, it's, well it's, actually, he's first. Uh-huh. It's in it. And then, of course, there's him and Mike at two and three, yep. as always. And it's yep. just like, you motherfuckers. I love you both, but what the fuck? I I don't know this Mike, and I don't know why I've I've turned him into like some sort of villain in the <laughs> league. <laughs> he is frustrating to play. I, he's a great dude. I love him dearly, but he's frustrating. It's just like Joe. Yeah. I love the fuck out of Joe, but every time I see the goons on the schedule, I'm like, can't get it. <laughs> Here we go. Here we fucking go. And yeah, it 
the least fucked up the Flyers' little mini four-game winning streak they had going. <laughs> uh, we won four straight out West, and I saw this stat that was like the Flyers, after winning four straight out West, improved their playoff chances to 3.3%. And I was just like, fuck yeah. We'll take it. There Screw we go. Me. Plucky squad. I mean, you get hot. If no. You get... <laughs> no. You get hot going into <laughs> or coming out of All-Star break, you know? I mean, we'd have to literally not lose a game <laughs> or take a point in basically every game, which isn't happening with our ragtag bunch of bullshit we have. Um, Torts is going to just throw toasters in the fucking bathtub with everybody just fuck all you guys i'm sick of this shit and i can't say that i blame him but it's it's great dude because this is as we talked about i think last week this is where everything starts to ramp up a little bit Mm -hmm. we're january now it's the new year the calendar's turned so yeah dude i I love hockey season yeah dude and and this i guess would be some good punctuation on it i love that joe came on to the show last week and his proclamation was the season's officially started, and his season officially starts with an L to the dumpster fire. Yeah, you're own one, Hot Joe. <laughs> we love you, but you're uh, nothing in the win column, buddy. What uh, gives with that? So I just uh, don't want to play him again until the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. I, don't think I have to because he's yeah. He, fuck, he's in my conference. I think isn't he? Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> fuck, dude. It's me, Taylor, Mike, and him. I think. And then Sean, what the fuck? <laughs> We're shaking shit up next year, man. <laughs> I don't like the Kippers off conference. Oh, what do I got? Thomas V. Will and Clark. Will and Clark. Yep. I mean, Clark is the team is obviously cheeks. Like he's not getting any dubs, but he's still getting points. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's going to be an interesting stretch, dude. It's mm-hmm. going to be because it's nobody's nobody's really out of it. Out of it. No. You know, so except Clark. <laughs> yeah, except Clark, which we love him. That's our guy. But busy man. Yeah, and that's understandable, dude. Shit, sometimes you know what? Life's more important than fantasy hockey. That's right. You know, it's <laughs> the, in the big picture we talk about it a lot and we love it, but realistically it's it's yeah, in the in the pantheon of issues, not super high. But what is super high is the birds uh, picking up their first dub of the playoffs. Next week, we will find out on next week's episode whom we play. Uh, feel free to comment below with who you like the squad to play, who you'd most like to see in the divisional round. Come to the link. Hit the subscribe button if you'd like. Lots more playoff and draft content to come. It's almost cocaine season, kids. Hit the subscribe button if you're a draft mark so you can follow along with us. And we will see you back here next week. Enjoy the playoffs, kids. See you then. As always, go Birds. Yo, how'd Barkley put it? <laughs> Looking like another grease pole night in Philly. 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 Thanks. Birds. Go Birds!